Welcome to MTSU on the Record. I'm Jenna Logue, and we're coming to you from the campus of Middle Tennessee State University in Murfreesboro, Tennessee. Millennials are currently the largest generation at work and will reach an estimated 75% of the labor force by 2025. That's the lead sentence in the abstract of an academic peer review article called Millennial Motivation Issues Related to Compensation and Benefits Suggestions for Improved Retention by our guest, Dr. Dan Morell, Associate Professor of Management here at MTSU and Assistant Professor of Management, Christy Abston. What will it take to attract the top-notch millennials to the workforce? And moreover, what will it take to keep them there, to keep them employed in the companies that hire them? What kind of benefits package are we talking about? What kind of salary are we talking about? And is salary what it's really all about? We'll dive into the research right after this. Here are some of the headlines making news at mtsunews.com, the university's news and information website. MTSU was represented among the finalists in three categories for the 11th Annual Nashville Technology Council Awards. Luis Lang, an information systems and analytics graduate student, is up for student of the year. Charlie Apigian, co-director of MTSU's Data Science Institute, is a finalist for Data Scientist of the Year. And the Women in STEM, or WISTEM, Center is up for the Diversity and Inclusion Initiative of the Year. Winners will be revealed at the awards ceremony January 23rd at the Wild Horse Saloon in downtown Nashville. At MTSU, Apigian helps direct the Data Science Institute, which launched in the spring of 2018. Its mission is to promote funded interdisciplinary research and develop public and private collaborations around the, around the emerging field of big data. And the WISTEM Center celebrated its 10th anniversary this past fall, the brainchild of longtime MTSU chemistry professor and director Judith Iriarte Gross. The center's mission is to enable the campus and community to realize the intellectual potential and utilize the expertise of women in the STEM disciplines. And Tennessee's housing report for the third quarter of 2019 shows that despite a few downward trends, home prices and single-family permits were up for the quarter and from a year ago as mortgage delinquencies dropped over the same periods. Multifamily home permits have noticeably decreased 25% compared to last year, indicating a decline in new projects. For MTSU News at any time, go to mtsunews.com. Dan, welcome. Thanks for being with us. Oh, thank you for having me. I gather from what I've read that you found that uh, millennials, by and large, work to live instead of live to work. Is that a fair assessment? Yeah, that's fair. Uh, they've grown up in this uh, time where they, they've seen their parents and grandparents uh, work all their lives and in, in, in kind of a higher stress environment. A lot of that comes from social comparison, uh, where they're they're really in tune to um, uh, comparisons between themselves and their other classmates, people they've grown up with. Uh, they see an Instagram life where uh, their friends are in, enjoying traveling. They're enjoying uh, a lot of things other than work. So that makes them. Um, 
want to enjoy that too. And so then they look around, they're, they're kind of stuck and uh, tied to a desk. And so they, they want to get out and they, they want to be able to in, enjoy their life just as much as their, their friends or whoever they're um, comparing themselves to. So vacation time would be at least as important, if not more important to them than salary? Uh, yes. And um, some of the um, millennials recently surveyed uh, would say that they would prefer more time off to getting a higher rate of pay. How do they feel about the emotional investment that uh, a laborer puts into one's work? Uh, is it less in their case? Are they less tied to the intrinsic value of work than uh, their predecessors? They they still find meaning in work, but uh, they find more meaning in free time, and um, they 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 would rather make that that trade off. There there was a survey that uh, were where it's been done, this this particular survey um, has uh, surveyed high school seniors ever since the 1950s and 60s. And so they've gathered all this information and then they, they're able to see what people's attitudes towards work are at that particular point. And when comparing um, millennial high school students with Generation X and baby boomer high school students, the previous generations had more of a satisfaction from work and and more of a work for work sake than uh, millennial high school students and and then that same those same attitudes um, kind of transferred to the workplace where uh, they do want um, more of a results oriented work environment uh, they don't want to just be tied to a desk for eight hours a day and then told to work where, you know, if you give them a specific task to do, they they do tend to be goal oriented and they will complete that task, but they don't want to just work for work's sake. We'll take a break right here. We'll be back in just a moment. This is MTSU on the record. The MTSU Department of Art has the newest facility for visual arts in the state with approximately 50,000 square feet of space, including high-tech computers and computer-driven equipment for multimedia, graphic design, printmaking, sculpture, painting, and ceramics. We feature a visiting artist lecture program and an exhibition program that exposes students to work by national and international artists. To find out more, visit mtsunews.com. The Concrete Industry Management Program at MTSU fills the need for trained personnel who know concrete technology and techniques. Our alumni go into the marketplace grounded in basic math and science and able to promote products or services related to the industry. Our participation in the academic common market ensures talented students in other states a chance to enroll on an in-state tuition basis. This is Dr. Heather Brown, director of the program. To find out more information on this or other university programs, visit mtsunews.com. Dr. Dan Morell is our guest. He's an associate professor of management here at MTSU, and he has conducted some research into what sort of compensation and benefits millennials are expecting in the workplace. Part of your uh, article, uh, your peer review article, is uh, has to do with equity theory. What is equity theory? Okay, equity theory is uh, theory of motivation, which says that um, uh, oftentimes we make comparisons, um, even subcon subconsciously, we're, we're making comparisons between 
our stage in, in life and somebody else's stage in life. And uh, this isn't anything new. Generations pr prior would, you know, you'd meet somebody and you'd say, what do you do? And by saying, what do you do? Uh, you're kind of making a social comparison between what you do and what the other person does. Millennials are, and and Generation Z after that, they're less likely to make that work as central to their identity of who they are. But at the same point, they they are making comparisons primarily through social media uh, between their stage in life and whoever they're referring themselves to, their the other person's stage in life. And it could be their friends, could be their uh, classmates, could be uh, people seemingly their same age, could be uh, YouTubers that are, um, they've ditched the work life and they're traveling in an RV uh, coast to coast and, and blogging their adventures. And they're looking at themselves and they, they're saying, why am I working at this job when I could be off in an RV uh, taking baths and waterfalls and 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 having fun and uh, getting paid to blog. But a lot of times, social media influencers that have created that persona, they're very good at uh, managing their um, their image. And so you you see a lot, you see just the best as aspects of your friends' lives. And but but if you have 50 people that you're comparing yourself to on social media and everybody is just posting the greatest parts of their lives, then you tend to feel a little bit more uh, depressed about your particular state. And th that was found in a um, recent research. The, the more time spent on Facebook kind of creates what they call a, a Facebook depression. Um, the more time you spend looking at your your friends' lives, uh, the, the little bit more worse you feel about your own stage. Social media or spending a lot of time on social media sort of sets up false expectations in people's minds. Yes, it, it does. It does because uh, nobody takes pictures of um, the, the bad parts of their lives. They don't take pictures of the piles of laundry or the, the kids screaming or the whatever. They take pictures of the traveling, the food. And a lot of this is a little set up there. Um, there was uh, one social media Instagram influencer that she was spending $30,000 a year of her own money just to take trips. She would take uh, weekend trips to island locations, beach locations. She would take probably a half dozen or so sets of clothes with her. And then she would shoot all these Instagram shots over the weekend and then fly back. You know, so she'd fly out on a Friday, shoot a bunch of shots on Saturday, Sunday morning, fly back so she could go back to her nine to five job. But then over the next week, she would post all these pictures on Instagram and it looked like she was still enjoying her beach vacation. But in reality, she was back at her nine to five job. But other people that are are comparing themselves to her, they're saying, oh, my gosh, she's got such a great life. When in reality, she was she was spending all of the money that she was making at her job and going into deep amounts of debt just to create this artificial persona, this facade. And by the time she gets to be 65, 70, 75 years old, she might be looking at her bank account and wondering why she doesn't have enough money to pay for her health care. If she keeps 
on going on these excursions and spending all this money. Yeah, there's a there's a very small percentage of the social media influencers that, that actually make a lot of money off of their um, uh, lives. And and a lot of that is from sponsors. But you have to have a, a really large following in order to be able to get paid or get free stuff from um, companies and be able to do that. Where the large percentage, you know, probably 98% of the people out there, they're trying to give off that lifestyle on online but in reality they're they're going it's it's at a tremendous cost to their careers um they're not able to concentrate and and work on their their actual job their their career they're they're chasing this this dream of being um a social media influencer time for another break we'll return in just a moment this is mtsu on the record Specialized training in forensic science prepares tomorrow's professionals through the Forensic Institute for Research and Education, or FIRE. The Forensic Anthropology Search and Recovery Team assists law enforcement with skeletal remains at crime scenes. Legendary forensic scientists provide lectures free to the public, and high school students work realistic crime scenes each summer at our CSI MTSU camp. I'm Dr. Hugh Berryman, Director of FIRE. For all the latest MTSU information, go to mtsunews.com. Expanding Your Horizons is an annual hands-on science and math conference for middle and high school girls. EYH enables girls to investigate careers in science and math and to talk with female leaders in those fields that are so essential to our nation's future. EYH also provides the girls with fun hands-on activities and allows them to meet girls with similar interests. I'm Dr. Judith Iriarte-Gross, EYH Director. For all the latest MTSU information, go to mtsunews.com. Dr. Dan Morell is our guest. We're talking about an article that he and his colleague, Dr. Christy Abston, published in Compensation and Benefits Review about the kind of compensation and benefits millennials expect in the workplace. To what extent do things like telecommuting, working from home, and things like that play into millennials' expectations given uh, the fact that the digital technology has made it possible for us to work away from home and the necessity of being in a brick-and-mortar location five days a week is not necessarily absolute? Yeah, there there is more expectation of being able to work from home and remote working. Uh, ever since the 1960s, when um, computers became prevalent, that that there was a, a futuristic expectation that we were no longer going to have um, have a need for cities or big office buildings, anything like that, and and everybody was just going to be able to do all their work, um, possibly just a uh, uh, hour to a day working from home. That works as long as people are self-motivated enough to to get their work done. For the right individuals, that does work. But a lot of companies don't um, buy into the work from home philosophy. Uh, we saw that with uh, um, Yahoo uh, a while back. They they cut all their uh, remote working and they said, "No, we need we need you here." Um, Best Buy corporate office used to have a um, a strong work from home culture, and then they scaled that back and they said, "No, uh, we need all hands on deck." 
Um, and those are two technology-oriented companies. They they are. They are. Uh, but we we are seeing a lot more movement in and organizations throwing out that that carrot of working from home. Um, the state of Tennessee has a, a four day work week, um, and and then you you could work from home one day a week, mainly to cope with the uh, congestion, uh, traffic congestion, uh, all that that goes with that. Also, it it helps to. Uh, to retain your employees if you could give them a little bit more freedom. And retention is is very important because turnover costs are, are very expensive. It it seems it, with some companies that where there's so much turnover, uh, either they're not doing it right, they're doing something wrong, or they just don't care about, about turnover and having to retrain new hires uh, and pay them for being retrained uh, every time that they uh, add new people onto the payroll. Uh, what about uh, on-site daycare for working parents and uh, time off to take care of elderly parents? Uh, are businesses becoming more amenable to those sorts of trade-offs? Some businesses are. Well, there's a company called SAS um, in Cary, North Carolina. They're the largest privately held software company. They have a lot of perks. They have a um, on site Montessori daycare center. Uh, they have a um, swimming pool, rec center, massage right on site, on site car detailing. Uh, another thing that they have is they have social workers on staff that handle things that come up that might distract an employee from work. Like, you know, where, where should I put my, my aging parents or, or what, uh, what retirement center is, is appropriate for them or, or where should, uh, my son go to college? So things that are distracting them and taking them, uh, taking their mind away from work, you could just have a social worker that's on staff look into that for you. They they have very very low turnover at SAS, and it's it's really worked for them. Other companies they they look uh, more at the 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 dollars you know and the and that this is going to put a, a dent into the profit. The average cost to replace a professional employee is sixty to eighty thousand dollars, and so that's turnover cost for one employee. Now that's not the salary of that employee, but that is. That is the cost to um, recruit and hire, train, move. You know, moving costs can get up to $30,000 if you're moving somebody across the country and all their belongings. And their family. And their family, yeah. Um, the the loss in productivity from the person that left and the, the loss in productivity of the, the new hire as they get up to speed and learn the culture of the new organization. So that's sixty to eighty thousand dollars per employee, and if you're able to reduce that by offering a perk that might cost three thousand dollars per employee per year, um, then it it really makes makes sense to do that. Um, some companies are are offering um, more perks that are specifically targeting millennials millennials uh there's there's a high debt burden now from college you know 1.7 trillion dollars 
Um, and so some companies are now offering a student loan repayment program where um, every year that you work there, they, they uh, pay off $1,000 of your student loan. And then for every five years that you work there, they give you, uh, it's like ten dollars to $20,000 toward your student loan. And that's smart because um, uh, a lot of, um, especially the younger employees, when they're doing these um, comparisons, they're also comparing their job versus other jobs on job boards. You know, as soon as you post your profile up on LinkedIn, you start getting these job, you know, into your email inbox, these job postings. And and so they're they're getting silently bombarded with, hey, come work for us. We'll give you, you know, this and that and the other. Uh, and so if you could create something that will uh, help your employees stay with you longer, then it, it just makes sense. We so that used to be called a longevity bonus, and now they they've smartly returned it as a student loan repayment program, mm-hmm. and it's it's working for a lot of organizations. What about a company like Google that says essentially, well, for one thing, their cafeteria is free; you don't have to pay anything. You just go in and get your food. And for another perk, they say basically. As long as you get your project done on time and done well, we don't care what your day is. You can work nine to five. You can come in at three in the morning. We don't care as long as you produce results. Do you think that that sort of a millennial benefit approach will catch on? I believe so, but it's better for um, uh, a job with more objective targets, such as projects completed. If you have employees that are working in a, sp- a specific occupation where they they don't have uh, timely deliverables all the time, mm-hmm. um, and or or some way of quantifying uh, their output, then it kind of loosens up the the ropes a little bit, uh, so y- you get a lot more employee freedom and your employees are going to be happier, but they may not actually be doing anything. And that's why they're so happy. Yeah. You know, Mm -hmm. Um, you have to be able to quantify production in some way. Right. Right. It wouldn't be good, for example, for uh, a uh, a factory that has to operate 24-7 making tangible products because you still have to have a first shift, a second shift and a third shift. Right. Right. And if, yeah, it wouldn't work for, um, you know, factory work or retail work or call centers or, or uh, anything where, where you have to, there is a definite need of having employees on staff at, at any given time. Mm-hmm. Um, but for, for more of your um, cognitive work, um, for, for more of these, you know, like a software developer or um, a marketing person or or something where where there is a project and there there are kind of you could do kind of sub goals related to that larger project, uh, then then it would make sense. And another thing you say about millennials is that they crave feedback and not just that yearly evaluation, which is usually a piece of crap anyway, but 
uh, as they are actually doing the job. Am I giving you what you want? That kind of thing. And that's something they need. Right. Annual evaluations are are starting to go away. Um, employees don't want to work 364 days. And then on the 365th day, they found out that they've been doing a mediocre job all the way. You know, they they want that feedback as they're going. They uh, and that that keeps them motivated and and feedback, you know, recognition and feedback is free. You know, it 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 takes you a little bit of time as a as a manager or supervisor. It doesn't take anything out of the budget. No, no. And and if if you could do something like that to keep your employees motivated, uh, then then that'll help them to produce and and that'll keep them from looking externally at other job opportunities. So essentially, millennials have they they realize that the the old concept of working fifty years for one location and then getting a gold watch when you retire the way Grandpa did has gone the way of the dinosaur. That's not the way business is anymore. Right. Um, <clears throat> yeah, because of the amount of information that we have about other jobs that are available and the amount of mobility that that younger employees have, they've found that instead of waiting for a promotion for somebody above them to leave or retire and then them climbing the, the ladder vertically inside of a company, they've found that, that they can actually climb the ladder a lot faster by climbing it diagonally to a different company and jumping up to a higher position at a different company and then keep doing that from company to company to company until they're they're at a position where they they've they've reached the position that they want and they could do that a lot quicker and shave off a lot more years by by doing that diagonal migration. The article is called Millennial Motivation Issues Related to Compensation and Benefits, Suggestions for Improved Retention. It's in the peer review journal Compensation and Benefits Review, co-written by Dr. Christy Abston, who is an assistant professor of management here, and Dr. Dan Morell, who is also an associate professor of management here at MTSU. Thank you for being our guest today, Dan. Oh, thank you for having me. We'll be right back. The Middle Tennessee Writing Project is a program that fosters the effective teaching of writing to students in kindergarten through high school. The project hosts annual summer institutes where teacher participants teach and learn from each other effective techniques of teaching writing. In addition, the project sponsors summer writers camps for youngsters. MTSU is one of 185 sites of the National Writing Project and one of only two in Tennessee. For all the latest MTSU news and information, go to mtsunews.com. The Tennessee Employment Relations Research Association, or TERA, gives labor relations specialists and academics a chance to share their views and their data. TERA wants academics and other interested in human resources and industrial relations to work together at meetings and conferences to strengthen the workplace. Many MTSU faculty belong to TERA, which has members in 20 states and 7 nations. For all the latest MTSU news and information, go to mtsunews.com. 
Randy Weiler has the middle moment. More than 250 tech-savvy college students will participate in the 2019 HackMT January 24th through 26th in the MTSU Science Building with Assyrian and L3 Harris leading 11 sponsors for the fifth annual event. Computer Science Assistant Professor Josh Phillips shares more. We're going to probably have over 250 attendees this year, so our largest on record. We have 11 companies that have already signed up with us to sponsor the program, so that we can have all of our students come and, and reside in our science building over this 36-hour event um, and build all kinds of technologies, whether they're web-based or apps or uh, databases. Sometimes with hardware, Raspberry Pis, robotics, and all those kinds of things. Um, to just get their heads into tech for a little while and learn some new tools and technologies outside the classroom and collaborate with one another, work with our industry partners so they can get a sense about what things look like out there in the field. That's MTSU on the record. I'm Jenna Logue. Thanks for listening. MTSU on the record, a news and information program about Middle Tennessee State University, is produced by the university's marketing and communications office, which is solely responsible for its content. Read more about MTSU at our website, mtsunews.com. Podcasts of this program are available at mtsunews.com and on iTunes.